Greetings friends and Firebirds fans and welcome to the March edition of the Fire and Ice podcast, the official podcast of your Coachella Valley Firebirds coming to you from Palm Desert, California. Oh, just a snapshot away from the Firebirds home ice of Akershire Arena. I'm your host, Judd Spicer, along with this monthly endeavor, also have the privilege and the pleasure serving as the Firebirds insider for this inaugural season. A couple articles a month, which you can find online at cvfirebirds.com. Speaking of cvfirebirds.com, that's where you're going to want to go. That's where you're going to want to visit for all things Coachella Valley Firebirds of the American Hockey League, including, but certainly not limited to, tickets, parking information, team, roster, stats, staff, and much, much more. Per the latter, speaking of staff, great guest for this month's edition of Fire and Ice, assistant coach Jessica Campbell going to join me momentarily talk about the Firebirds inaugural season to date, along with her own debut AHL experiences. Look forward to hearing Jessica's impressions on the team's season thus far. Speaking of the technical stuff, I mentioned the website. Might I also recommend downloading the CV Firebirds app, the application. Yeah, I'm a technical idiot, friends, but even I figured out how to do it. Great way to acquire your CV Firebirds tickets. Also tickets for anything happening at Akershire Arena. Also a real easy way to purchase parking. For the team merchandise, if you've yet to do so, for locals and desert guests alike, when you're strolling down Tony El Paseo in Palm Desert, take a walk into the Firebirds official team store. You're going to find that on the corner of San Pablo and El Paseo in Palm Desert. Oh, speaking of team stores, there's a new one. It's located at Akershire Arena. Basically, right when you walk in, I'm not that good with compass directions. Maybe the south entrance. Let's just call it the main entrance. For clarity's sake, let's call it the main entrance. Right by the box office, you go in that entrance, and just to your left, you're going to find a new official team store, which just debuted last week. Again, looking forward to this month's chat with assistant coach Jessica Campbell. Before we do so, let's take a quick peek at this March edition of the Firebirds Freeze Frame. And, oh, the season, friends. This inaugural season, she does move fast with all the alacrity of Cole Lind. Yeah, this debut season kind of speeding by. We're now in March, getting deeper into March, as this is being recorded the first full week of March. 53 games in this inaugural season already in the books. According to my Minnesota math, that means just 19 games left in this inaugural CV Firebirds campaign. And though the team found a wee bit of funkiness, baby slump, toward the end of last month, quickly rebounded, showing a lot of fortitude for the Firebirds, winning six of their past seven games. Current record as of this recording, 37 wins, 10 losses, 4 and 2, 37, 10, 4 and 2. That accounts for a 755 win percentage, which is best in the American Hockey League. Nonetheless, by virtue basically of a couple fewer games played than rival Calgary, Firebirds stand in second place in the 
Pacific Division, three games behind Calgary. Calgary's 83 points, by the way, is the most in the American Hockey League. By virtue of this home stretch of games, and of that 19 remaining, by the way, I should add ample opportunity to see the Firebirds in person again, or for the first time if you get to do so. Of those 19 games left, 14 are at home. Additionally, I might add that as we are in this final stretch of games for the inaugural season, we now have a magic number. When you go on AHL.com, the American Hockey League.com, when I suggest taking a gander, you find it right on the front page, the call uh, the Calder Cup playoff primer. Our magic number is currently six, and that represents points needed for a playoff berth. Not wins, but points needed. Take a quick look at the schedule, remaining schedule here for March. A lot of interesting games coming up, friends. Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back, double dip, March 11th and 12th. The Firebirds will host the Texas Stars. Might I add the Central Division leading Texas Stars coming to Palm Desert the 11th and 12th. That's going to be followed by a visit on March 15th and 17th. That is Wednesday and Friday from the Iowa Wild. Yeah, they're the affiliate of my Minnesota Wild. Nonetheless, certainly hope we take those two games Got a game on Sunday, March 19th. That's at 3 p.m. versus the San Diego Gulls, divisional opponent with whom we become readily familiar. Rounding out the month, Saturday, March 25th at home against Henderson. And then concluding home games for March, Wednesday, 29th at home, 7 p.m. versus Bakersfield. Always like to throw in uh, any transactions that have taken place. The recent AHL trade uh, trade deadline, pardon me, has come and gone. Firebirds opting to stand pat, understandably so, per the team's record, per the team's roster, which has been mainly consistent throughout the season. Not a lot of reason, seemingly, to make changes. Nonetheless, few things to report. Jesper Froden is uh, the team leader in goals at the close of February, specifically February 22nd. He was recalled by the Seattle Kraken, since played five games with one point for the big boy club. Chris Dreiger, you know, Chris, he started 44 games for the Kraken last year, had an injury, want to say it was an ACL. On February 24th, he was loaned to CV. He has since played three games in that for the Firebirds, compiling a, a solid 2-1 and one record with a 3.00 flat goals against Record And look, friends, the Seattle Kraken continue to be something of the darlings of the NHL this season. They're currently fifth in the Western Conference. They have won five games in a row. Hence, based on their success, not a uh, ton of call-ups from the Firebirds this year. Sticking with the Firebirds and some statistics, Captain Max McCormick, now your team leader with 53 points on the season. That is good for 11th in the American Hockey League. He is pairing... 22 goals with 31 assists. Right behind him, the aforementioned Cole Lind. He's 12th in the American Hockey League with 52 points, matching 24 goals with 28 assists. Jesper Froden, yep, he is on the crack and now still third on the Firebirds with 47 points this year. Andrew Podorowski did not expect to see him, at least over the course of the regular season. I don't know, fingers crossed that if the Firebirds make a deep Calder Cup playoff run, Maybe we'll see Andrew again. How good is he? Well, in 38 games that he did play, his 42 points still rank fourth 
on the Firebirds roster. Right behind an ever-climbing defenseman, Brogan Rafferty, now fifth on the Firebirds with 38 points, largely by virtue of a team-high 33 assists for the defenseman. That includes points recorded in six of his past nine games. Looking to the net, Joey Decord saw him in uh, recent days. Just a spectacular game on Wednesday, March the 8th, and the 6-3 win over Henderson. He is just terrific. He's been excellent all year long, compiling a record of 22-6-3. Those 22 victories, good for second, tied for second, I should specify, in the American Hockey League. Folks, that's your Firebirds freeze frame for the month of March. That offered, let's get to this month's chat with assistant coach Jessica Camp. All right, folks, as prefaced, my guest on the March edition of the Fire and Ice podcast. She is a Saskatchewan native, had a distinguished and decorated on-ice career at Cornell University, and playing in the Canadian Women's Hockey League, additionally playing on the Canadian national team. Segway that into equally stellar career in player development and coaching in July, of course, when she was named the Firebirds assistant coach, the first woman to ever do so in the American Hockey League or the NHL. That prefaced welcome Coach Jessica Campbell to the Fire and Ice podcast. Hello, Coach. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, good to visit with you again. It's been some months since you and I last yes. did an interview. And in that interim, of course, many things have happened in the Firebirds <laughs> inaugural season and many good things. I feel free to editorialize 19 games to go as you and I are chatting now. Record of 37, 10, 4 and 2. Firebirds have won six of the past seven. The win percentage of 755 is the best in the American Hockey League. Is this about how you saw things going? This is how we dreamt it up and I guess wanted to draw it up, but I, I think, yeah, we're, we're happy with where we are right now and it's taken a lot of, of work and obviously it's a testament to the guys and the staff and, and everybody all, all moving parts from the ground up and, and obviously the support of the Kraken to, to help us get on the ground running the way we have, but job's not done yet. We're, we're not a group that's ever complacent. So we're just day to day, keep our focus where it needs to be and, Excited, obviously, about the next key few months ahead of us and, and where we need to shift to on that side of it. Absolutely. Much to be done in the final 19 games. Mm-hmm. That said, um, what is your uh, assessment uh, of the team thus far? What do you think has gone well? What do you think the team could improve upon? I think there's a lot of th- a lot of things we're, we're doing well right now. We have a very competitive, good character group um our leadership is very strong and from you know our veteran group to our our rookies everybody i think has really you know honed in on their role and has been empowered within their role to to bring their best and and regardless of what that role looks like but i think from our end as a staff we're we're just excited about what's in the locker room and and knowing that we have all of the parts that we need to be you know a championship team and that was our goal from the very beginning was it doesn't matter, you know, how many years we've been doing this or whether it's first year, or not everybody's all hands on deck and everyone's brought that mentality of just everyday growth mindset. How can we be better? 
not settling for, you know, a one goal game or, or what against any opponent, just continuing to push the envelope to be better every day. So I think for me, and I'm, I'm certain the other coaches would agree that we're happy with, with what we have um, on all sides of it. I think an area, every team can get better and no different than ours is just being able to bounce back. Um, I think we had a little bit of a, a little bit of a blip in our season. Yeah. I guess when we, you know, we've had, we've had some really great call-ups and and that's part of the American hockey league too, is seeing guys go up and wanting guys to go up. So being able to kind of bounce back and other guys step into those big key roles as well and embrace those roles is just something we have to, we have to be better at, I think. And I, I specifically think we're doing a good job of that now. So I'm going to continue to build on that going into the playoff push. There's uh, that pretty succinct pocket of time. Um, much of it took place in the kind of the middle-ish of February, maybe toward the end of February, where there were a lot of call-ups. There was also the, uh, mm-hmm. I think is being looked at as the basically season-ending injury from Andrew Podorowski, his mm-hmm. omission from the lineup. John Hayden gone up and down a few times. Jesper Froden now with the crack. And you kind of see for a few games there, Firebirds lost three in a row. First time that's uh, that's happened the entire season. Uh, one of those, mm-hmm. I think, is a shootout loss, so you still got a point. Mm-hmm. Since then, however, what's really impressed me, and I know a lot of other folks that have followed the team closely, is the fortitude that the Firebirds have evidenced mm-hmm. having won six of seven, uh, seven games, rather, since things got a little funky. Take uh, take me, take us, the, the listeners as well, to, to that period of time when things got a little weird for about uh, a week there, which we haven't seen this whole season, and how you're able to rally back. How did that happen? Yeah, I, I think, obviously, in order to appreciate winning, you also need to understand, you know, losing is a big part of it. And, and I think we were really grateful with how we came out of the gates this year. And as a staff, probably better than expected knowing the way we started on the road and the amount of road games and how hard it is to win on the road. Then moving, you know, to our new home, it just wasn't your traditional way of starting a season. And it's kind of felt like we've had two seasons in one with our first half starting in Seattle. But I think for us, because it start, we started so hot and we got on a, on a great streak and won a lot of games established, you know, winning culture and a winning mindset amongst our guys, a competitive mindset, obviously, losing those games or those three in a row, like, you know, the, the feel around the locker room was, was a tough feeling because we know the guys and the makeup within that room and our, our staff included. And so I think we needed it. We needed that, um, that reset moment as well, because I would, you know, way rather that moment happen now than in playoffs where we get a little bit, you know, outside of ourselves or things just don't go our way. But even in those games, the reality is, is, Losses aren't always look like losses on the ice. There was, those were games where a lot of bounces actually went our way. And and unfortunately, a lot of bounces didn't go on our way with with things in hockey like posts and crossbars and, you know, just moments that totally in tight, tight games can go a different direction. So that's just part of it. But I think the way our guys have stepped up, especially losing key leaders and, and people in the room, key players like the names you mentioned, yeah. starting with Olafson, you know, months ago and his return and and Podorowski being such a key member of our team and leader as well. Like those are big holes. Those have a hit and those take a toll on the guys and beyond just the hockey side of it. So I think I'm really proud and I know our staff is proud of how other players have stepped up and taken on 
bigger roles and, and are doing it, you know, doing it now and showing everybody that they're ready for it. So that's what it's all about. And I think we're really happy with where, where we're at going into the next phase here late in the season. You referenced, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I could call it kind of an aberrant schedule, basically having kind of two parts of your season and two different homes uh, by virtue of having some lighter load at the onset of the year. Uh, the the uh, Firebirds have the fewest games played at this point of the year. Most other teams have played at least three more games. Some have played even four or five more games than the Firebird. Does that concern you at all that uh, it's a, it's a real game heavy home stretch? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't think necessarily concerning it. I think because our year is just gone, <laughs> we've had such a unique schedule from the very beginning. I think obviously we're aware we have games in hand and, and that to us is, is good because we're, we're where we are. We are where we want to be and having those games at hand. So I think we're we're aware of what's ahead and that it's going to be a pretty intense schedule this this next month coming up here. But the guys are ready for it. They've 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 shown that they're they're ready for those challenges. And whether we're on the road or we're at home, I think now there's nothing really that hasn't been thrown our way um, that we're not prepared to face or haven't already faced. So it's just leaning into it a little bit and and embracing the challenge that's ahead for our group. Uh, where the media section is perched at Akershire Arena, conveniently located, I guess, in the same section as the uh, <laughs> the home team bench. Okay. So I usually take a peek you know, during the games to see what's going on, see what Coach Dan Bilesma is doing, see what your <laughs> colleagues to Pickles yeah. doing, and I like to see what Coach Jessica Campbell is doing. I, you know, whether it be a, a power play, whether it be a penalty kill, whether it be a rare hockey timeout, line switches yeah. and things like that. I've noticed you doing a lot of different things. I've noticed what seems to be kind of an ongoing in-game dialogue with head coach Dan Bilesma. What do you? What have you generally focused on? What has been your main job or two, if not more, over the course of this inaugural season, coach? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess my my area of focus and my role, you know, working alongside Dan and within our staff is is a special team. So working with our power play and and so obviously that area of the game is is my area that I need to be communicating with the players um, in those moments of the adjustments or anything that's needed. So that that area specifically is is the constant focus of mine. Obviously, every single game, but also face offs, um, forward specific. A lot of a lot of the forward side. Obviously, I'm on Dan's left, so you could see me on that end. So just individually working with each each guy, um, and then you know I mic'd up working with our video coach and our goalie coach eyes up in the stands communicating anything as a staff that that also you know we're we're dealing with in game and needs to be communicated into the bench and and there's a lot of like ongoing stuff every game's a little bit different but definitely special teams is is my area in the forward specifically and that's what i've seen a lot of uh in mm-hmm. those specifics as you're drawing up a lot of those power plays i don't uh, you'll suffer me have the exact statistics but i have followed those special teams closely all year mm-hmm. long, and the Firebirds have been uh, stellar on the uh, power play, basically consistently ranking in the top 10 of the American <laughs> Hockey League all year. The numbers speak for themselves. Uh, as far as a self-assessment of your debut season coaching in the American Hockey League, what do you feel that you've done well, and what do you think that you could do better? Uh, sorry, you can still hear me okay, right? I got you. I just had a little, yeah, okay, I just had a voice cut out. Um, yeah, I'm obviously – every day trying to trying to 
do more, be more, but just stay consistent to my process and my approach for the guys specifically. I think we've found a good um, flow of, you know, the preparation, the pre-scouts, the communication, they're used to my style of coaching. Um, they're used, you know, they now know me as a person a lot more and I understand them and, and, and how the communication is so important to me and for them. So, um, obviously that's an area where I want to continue to build on. And in this latter half of the season, when, when it gets more intense, there's more pressure, just the execution piece. I think we always can dial up on the details and, and just be better. So for me, that's where my focus is in this next phase is, is trying to just maybe to take new perspectives or lean on Dan as well. Dan's an awesome, obviously resource and our staff is a room full of knowledge. So just relying on, on Dan as well in the moments where maybe I need extra support but I've been I've been proud of my journey so far and I know there's there's always a ton of area to grow but um I think as we go into the second half that's that's biggest the biggest where my focus is for this next push coach whether it be the success of the team that we reference whether it be something about our new Akershire arena maybe something in general about the American Hockey League is there something that's particularly surprised you about this inaugural year or your debut season in the AHL? I guess this the the game count and the schedule. Like obviously, I, I was aware of how many games we played, but when you're in it, I think you kind of have to be in it to to really experience that. And so for me, coming into it, and and also with my development background as a skating skills coach, and and the group that we have, they want to get better every opportunity they can. We have a really eager group that individually also want to work on their game. And so just finding those windows and those pockets of time within our, our crazy schedule of games and travel and, and rest and recovery and all of the things that have to happen around that, that are important and, and paramount to the team success first and foremost for games is that's, I guess, probably been the, the biggest surprise to me is just knowing like there is smaller windows than probably I imagined from the very beginning, but we try to really take advantage of the time that we do have and and manage energy for the guys in those decisions as a coaching staff but um for me I think that's a bit of a that was a bit of a shock factor just knowing that there are smaller windows and these guys are developing you know at a pretty rapid pace but their their game count takes a lot of that that time away so you have to really hone in on what you do and what you can get to make sure you're making the most of the moments and the opportunities that are presented and yet here we are taking up your valuable time and one of your <laughs> rare days off. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Friends, you're tuning in to the March edition of the Fire and Ice podcast, the official podcast of your Coachella Valley, uh, Valley Firebirds of the American Hockey League. I'm your host, Judd Spicer. My guest is assistant coach Jessica Campbell for all things Firebirds, tickets, merchandise, statistics, staff, roster, and beyond. Be sure to visit cvfirebirds.com. Coach, one of the things that you and I talked about back in September when we chatted on my Spicer Speaking podcast, and you and I were not the only ones to chat about this. You chatted about this subject matter with media all over the country, if not all over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, being the first woman ever in an uh, AHL or an NHL bench. Now that we're chatting six months later, mm -hmm. has gender in any way played a role in part of this season, or are you just Coach Campbell? Yeah, I think it's, you know, I, it's not until I'm in moments like this or conversations where I'm, you know, I'm kind of reminded of that. Obviously, I, every day I'm aware that, yeah, I'm, I'm different and unique within this space. But at the same time, you know, I've always just seen myself as a coach and I, I approach 
coaching the same way as, you know, my support staff that shows up to the rink every day. And so I, you know, check myself sometimes understanding that it, it is different potentially not now, but maybe it is for some, some players or, or different people that, that come across to me, just having never worked with a female or having a different voice and perspective that maybe I bring, whether it's gender related or not, that's irrelevant. I think it's just new to, to people. And so now that we're in it, I think, you know, probably this is a better question for the guys themselves mm. <laughs> of what that's like. But for me, it's been, it's been a tremendous year so far. It's been a, it's been a great journey and I've been supported by many great people and in, in our staff, but mentors along the way, um, other female coaches as well and and male coaches that I've worked with internationally that have, have continued to be very strong support systems for me through this process, whether it's, you know, relying on them for support or questions or, you know, just things that, you know, are first moments for me perhaps or for the players. But I think everybody's handled this, I guess, new adjustment for the game very well. And it's been rewarding for the group. I think everything that we've accomplished so far is a testament to everybody and their role. And so I, obviously I play a role in the group with my work and no different than, you know, Stu and Dan, and we all have our pieces, but I've been excited about just the feeling and, and the journey that's kind of tr- transpired so far knowing that it's, it's been a success and we're going to continue to push to have success and no one's settling for where we're at now. And we don't, plan to to settle into playoffs so it's it's awesome coach whether chatting over the course of the season with your coaching colleagues uh talking with players some of the firebirds uh executives i always like to inquire whether via these routes or just casually how they're enjoying the desert it's a special place it's a unique place it's a beautiful place to live during these winter months i counter that it's one of the best places in the entire world especially if you play a lot of golf like i do uh, how's it <laughs> yeah. been uh, for you? You referenced the grind of the the travel schedule. Obviously, a lot of time away, but mm-hmm. have you had opportunity to make the Coachella Valley your home? Yeah, I've I've settled in nicely, and obviously, I'm I'm very honored and and grateful that that hockey and and sunshine is in the same sentence for me. I feel like okay. I've 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 lived in a lot of different places across the world. And, and to your point, this is probably one of the most beautiful, if not the most beautiful places I've ever lived, leave hockey out of it. And so just being afforded the opportunity, honestly, to to live here, call this home and the moments outside of the rink, obviously we all know why we're here and, and the work is, is, is first and foremost, everything that we, we do and we, we wake up for, but when, you know, you have the moments outside of the rink, it's, it is also a special feeling kind of, tell my my family and my friends it's often I pinch myself just you know realizing that this is my drive to the to the rink every day and I'm coming out wearing shorts growing up in the Canadian prairies that's that's just a very odd scenario to even state so you know obviously my family coming to visit and I've appreciated the 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 number of visitors and guests and family and friends that have also gladly wanted to come down and come for a visit probably a lot to do with me, but mostly because of the weather as well, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And trust me, as a Minnesota native, as I've told you, it doesn't take that long to become a warm-blooded creature. Um, yeah. Maybe a couple yeah. of years. You become, it's easy to become a wussy. I guess that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> become a warm-blooded creature a couple of years in the desert. Yeah. Not, not built for the cold anymore. At least I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no kidding. 
<laughs> Anything in particular of which you've uh, availed yourself that you've become, um, uh, I don't know, a proponent of in the desert? Anything that you like to check out, enjoy, whether it be sport, hiking, restaurants, you tell me. Yeah, some of the hiking, I think, I, you know, our time is pretty limited, but try to get outside a little bit um, in those areas. But I sadly, I, I can't golf with my injured shoulder since my playing days. So I, I enjoy golf, but I haven't been able to enjoy it the way that it should be enjoyed here. So I feel like that's kind of a crappier part of that, uh, my injury, but with this lifestyle here, but definitely, you know, just taking in, I have a good, you know, group of friends and we go out to, to the nice restaurants and try to take in the city and what it all has to offer. Cause there's so many amazing spots from cuisine to just being outside. And anytime you can sit on a patio in the winter for me is foreign. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, ex- I'm obviously appreciating and taking all of that in away from the rink. And well, actually your home away from home at the rink is certainly not just limited to hockey. I don't know. We've had the Eagles we just had Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Uh, there was Concerts Harry Styles. Was the rodeo at Agrisure Arena? There's been a bunch of stuff. Anything that uh, that you've taken in at uh, your home away from home, aside from hockey? Yeah, the the concerts. Obviously, Harry Styles was pretty big for for my age demographic. <laughs> That's a very big show to host at Agrisure, so that was a lot of fun. And yeah, I, sadly, we were traveling for some of the other bigger events, but um, yeah, definitely excited about what. Akersher is also bringing as a, as a host to the to the community and just the amount of excitement around what's being here now. Honestly, and my friends in town, the locals that I've that I've met, they're they're just thrilled, obviously, about what's to come and some of the shows. So just really appreciate. Like I think I've said that a thousand times, but I'm very grateful for all of what you know the Firebirds and Coachella is now offering to the community. Well, the appreciation is extended uh, to this end, and I trust the Fire and Ice <laughs> podcast listenership as well. Appreciative, rather, of your time. Coach, great chatting with you again. Best of luck for these final 19 games as the Firebirds in their inaugural season make a run toward the Calder Cup playoffs. Great chatting with you again, Coach Jesse Campbell. Thanks. Thank you, Judd. Have a good day. See you. Bye. All right, folks. Readily enjoyed that chat with Firebirds assistant coach Jessica Campbell, just as I hope you readily enjoyed this March edition of the Fire and Ice podcast, the official podcast for your Coachella Valley Firebirds of the American Hockey League. Gentle, kindly reminder that for all things Firebirds, don't forget to visit cvfirebirds.com. That's where you can find all your info on tickets, parking, Roster, stats, schedule. Might also suggest downloading the CV at Firebirds app to your phone. Certainly never want to forget mention of the Firebirds official team store, or I should say stores plural. Of course, the official team store on El Paseo in Palm Desert and the new team store, which you can find right when you enter Akershire Arena. Speaking of Akershire Arena, certainly hope to see you there as the Firebirds endeavor this final stretch of games and make their march, or perhaps I should say flight, toward the Calder Cup playoffs. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hope to see you soon at the games. And remember, one valley, one team, 
rising together.